Gee, the week's come around fairly quickly. Peter is back. Good afternoon. Peter, great to have you with us, mate. Good afternoon. And uh, this week uh, you've got a topic uh, particularly for the ladies. It's natural support for breast cancer. Yeah, look, and it is actually, interestingly, it's one one in a... One man in a hundred women will also be diagnosed with breast cancer, so it's not just a obviously mm. more common. But um, yeah, just sort of look at some of the um, great ways that women can um, help support their their immune system, help support their health while they're undergoing conventional um, breast cancer treatments, and um, you know some really simple dietary and lifestyle tips that can really make a big difference with um, the the outcome, hopefully, and also with um, just mental state of mind through the process as well so some good good general tips what is the relationship with uh, natural alternatives and and breast cancer well look it's, it's it obviously um you know every case is a different case mm. you know different um causes different strategies different treatment that women are undergoing but you know a very high percentage of women um going through breast cancer treatment actually do use complementary medicine very high percentage so um, sometimes they might not always be comfortable mentioning this with their specialist, which is, um, you know, that's just the way it is for some women. But generally, um, you know, there's a lot of great diet and lifestyle sort of tips that you can sort of look at that really can make a big difference with how you go through this process. Um, now, number one, and everyone's so different, so it's a good idea to see your naturopath and get a bit of an idea about what's going to be best for you. But um, one area, and there's been quite a bit of research in this area, is exercise. Um, so probably one of the most important lifestyle interventions for women diagnosed with breast cancer is exercise. And many studies show exercise um, stimulates immune activity, enhances detoxification, um, helps produce um, positive endorphins, um, helps with weight management, but it may also help with the efficacy of um, conventional treatments. Um, so, so what what may the relationship be there? Well, no one's one hundred percent sure, but it does improve detoxification pathways. Okay. So maybe reducing some of the side effects. Um, but there's some really good stats about women that exercised either during or straight away after um, even surgery surgery chemo array had a significantly greater. Um, outcome and we know that sort of exercise in a more general sense is it's just good for us it's on so many levels too yeah and look it's probably exercise is one of those areas that because we all talk about it so often but often we may not be actually getting out and exercising <laughs> um so we're all talking it, the talk but not walking the walk yeah if you say it often enough you sort of it loses its value for how powerful a tool it is um i went to a seminar yesterday and they were talking about um, fertility and sperm health in men and you know 30, 30 minutes of exercise a day makes a massive difference to sperm health and quality so exercise nothing affects every single cell in our body as much or as significantly as 30 to 45 minutes of exercise so you know we all should be doing it but um definitely if you've got a chronic condition or you've got a serious health condition like breast cancer then exercise is going to be a must and it doesn't have to be you know a lot of times we think exercise is get out and you know flog ourselves within an inch of our life but it's 30 to 45 minutes of you know mild to moderate walk um you know start off on the flat and if you can get a few heels in as you go um you know that's enough to get things started yeah, and like you said, it just is good on, on so many levels and uh, potentially with you know, helping with detoxification, uh, particularly since yeah. we're talking cancer. 
Yeah, well, there's a clinic over in WA that actually has done quite a bit of research about conventional treatment and exercise as well, and you know they're showing really favourable outcomes. Um, so yeah, so there is some really great stuff happening around exercise and cancer, and not only cancer. Once someone has cancer, how to you know go through conventional treatments with exercise, but also from a preventative point of view as well. Um, so a lot of what I'm talking about today doubles as both prevention and you know helping with treatment. A couple of other things. We talked exercise uh, a little while ago. Uh, this time we're going to sort of focus in on some of the dietary things that we can be looking at, or ladies particularly can be looking at. Yeah, and again, this is both um, if someone's undergoing um, treatment, but also from a preventative point of view. And again, you know, like as I was saying with exercise, diet can be one of those things that we sort of talk about it. We all know we should be eating more fruits and vegetables or, you know, coloured coloured salad items. But the, the 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 vital importance of this is just so incredible like you know when we used to talk about everyone needs to eat more vegetables and salad and you know two two to three pieces of fruit a day um so we've been talking about this the the new concept around diet is to have as high a plant-based diet as possible initially when we first started talking about why it was important to eat more veggies and salad etc was around the vitamin and the mineral content you know vitamin c mm-hmm. um, vitamin e and your orange covered colored vegetables and fruit um your minerals um etc and then the focus shifted yes we need to eat these foods because they're higher in these vital these essential nutrients that we need to to live um then we then the the focus went on to antioxidants so they were talking about you know blueberries and and grape seeds and um you know chocolate red wine you know, but more so around the whole. The reason we need to eat more, eat more so fruit the first and veg. two, Peter. <laughs> well, the more so, the reason we need to eat more fruit and veg is basically because it's also got a high antioxidant value. Mm-hmm. Now, what's coming out even more powerful, or you know, in a different way, just as important, if not more important than the first two, are the phytonutrients. The phytonutrients are the chemicals that the plants produce themselves that have far-reaching effects with our immune system turning our immune system on some of these chemicals actually stress our immune system so it makes our immune system wake up and pay attention Um, and that's how some herbs work as well they actually shock the body that the immune system stands up and pays attention and functions more effectively so lots of research has been looking at these phytonutrients in you know as a wider wider range of wider colored um vegetable salad and, and your fruit every day as well so um that's that's where the the nature really provides us with an anti-cancer um medicine like that's our natural medicine chest is in those colored fruits and vegetables um many studies have also demonstrated a link between breast cancer prevention and increased consumption of the cruciferous vegetables so that's your broccoli and brussels sprouts and you know that they actually may help with clearing excess estrogen so for some types of breast cancer excess estrogen have been linked as a triggering if not a causative factor so um making sure you have you know three to five serves of broccoli a week gives you a really therapeutic approach for clearing excess potentially harmful estrogen different types of estrogen out of the body as well um what else did we say the um so other other concepts low fat high fiber diet is linked to improved survival rates as well so you know five we need fiber to have a healthy microbiome and again 60 to 70 percent of our immune is around the gut um, so I generally recommend eating a diet that's, you know, higher plant-based diet as possible with good quality lean proteins like chicken um, and fish. Interestingly, 
um, years ago and some advocates of a vegetarian or a vegan diet will still recommend this as the first port of call for someone that's diagnosed with a serious illness and for some people that seems to work really well. Um, I sort of go a little bit more where I think some good quality, you know, organic and free range and um, pasture-fed meats are actually going to be beneficial. Um, some research is suggesting that maybe a ketogenic style of eating, which seriously reduces carbs, and we'll look at why that is in a minute. Some people, if they're fighting cancer, will adopt a ketogenic style of eating. So the idea is that we really reduce um, carbs, so there's less sugar available, and it also reduces excess insulin. Insulin resistance, excess insulin from eating too many carbs has been linked or has been shown to be like almost like a growth hormone-like effect on cancer cells in breast tissue and prostate cancer. So some people that are really overweight that have insulin resistance, um, that style of eating may be a way of really trying to dramatically reduce that risk or improve outcomes. So it's it's working out what works best for you is what I always say. Interesting you mentioned sugar too, Peter. That's another thing that you're suggesting uh, just to drop down, but also reducing alcohol consumption as well. Yeah, well, look, alcohol is one of those things, that, and there's still a lot of, be- lot of debacle or debate about this. Like some schools of thought um, are still saying that, you know, um, one to two drinks of alcohol a day, particularly, you know, if it's red wine, higher in antioxidants, is actually positive. And, you know, good for cardiovascular health, etc. But um, alcohol consumption has been linked, really clearly linked to an increased risk of breast cancer. And women who drink between one and two alcoholic drinks per day may increase their relative risk of developing breast cancer by 10% compared with light drinkers who drink less than one drink a day. Um, and the risk of breast cancer may increase up by up to 30% in women who drink more than three drinks a day. So... It sort of makes you stop and think, well, again, you've got to work out what's the best for you. Um, I always think, you know, alcohol-free during the week, um, definitely the way to go. But, um, yeah, I think that our our lifestyles, our Western lifestyle has gotten a bit away from the exercise and the healthy eating to, you know, less exercise, more celebrating with things like alcohol. So we maybe need to turn that around. So when you are FM 103.7, we are here with Peter Mullen every Tuesday afternoon at this time for health and wellbeing. Today talking some natural support for breast cancer. And Peter, we've done all of the dietary type of things. Uh, we really want to have a look at some of those other, I guess, lifestyle factors. Number one on the list, get more sleep. Yeah, look, sleep deprivation has been associated um, with a higher risk of breast cancer. And um, women who slept, in one study, women who slept less than six hours per night had a 62% increased risk of developing breast cancer compared with women who slept seven hours per night. And just that little bit of a difference, isn't oh, it? Massive, yeah. massive. Sleep, and so six, six hours sleep per night is sleep deprivation. So, you know, that's a really critical thing to get um, in hand. Just not not just if, you, if you're having challenges now but from a preventative point of view as well um stress less now these two things they are, can go very hand in glove they, <laughs> oh, one, one is the other one is the other absolutely absolutely so it's easy to say much harder to do to stress less um stress can alter the levels of hormones in your body affect your immune system so it's important to keep your stress levels under control and um anyone i ever know that's had a serious health condition they've always said that learning to meditate learning you know how to center the body and how to go within and really quieten down that monkey mind really made a big difference with both how they approach their treatment 
but also you know possibly with outcomes as well so you know i really recommend that if someone's struggling is to learn and there's so many ways you can do it you can get download a free app you can get online there's courses there's i love um dvds or someone talking to me through a meditation you know it just helps you to get into that mode really quickly and then once you're good enough you can do it yourself but there's so many ways you can easily learn to you know meditate these days even you know 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes at night time but if you've got a serious challenge going on then meditation can be a really big part of because if you're under constant stress if your cortisol levels are high that's going to compromise your immune system so you don't want to be have your stress levels out of control while you're trying to really be as healthy as you possibly can uh, from there, we look at uh, some natural supplements that may be able to support uh, a breast cancer journey. What are a couple of the ones you want to have a look at there, Peter? Well, look, again, you know, this is all done in conjunction with, you know, what your oncologist is doing with you. Um, you are better always to tell your oncologist or doctor if you are taking natural medicines as well. Um, Which is interesting because at the top of the program, you said that a lot of times people may be not comfortable doing that. But if you're going to be taking a supplement, you probably really need to have that conversation as uh, well. Absolutely. And if you take supplements where there is some research and study behind them as well, you know, I think that natural medicine is a lot more, there's a lot more evidence-based stuff coming to the part, to the table. So one of those that's had a lot of research is um, curcumin or turmeric. And um, there was some, some amazing stats I came across. I'm not 100% sure of the, the quality, but it was talking about the much lower risk of breast cancer and virtually no prostate cancer in you know countries like India where India where there's a high turmeric consumption how well how true that is or not's another story but um there's been a lot of research around turmeric but particularly the active ingredient in turmeric with which is curcumin um and some research suggests that it may actually help um uh, cancer treatments work more effectively so yeah definitely worthwhile talking with your oncologist about that um optimize your vitamin D vitamin D is recently being, or they're talking about classifying it as a hormone because of the role it plays so many significant roles in the body that were just not understood in the past. So um, vitamin D influences every, virtually every cell in your body as because every cell in your body has vitamin D receptors. Um, so making sure you've got adequate vitamin D. And what you want to make sure is that you get your vitamin D levels tested. So if you're low in D, particularly, it's even more important that you take a D supplement because it's hard to get that amount of sun. Um, get plenty of vitamin A. So vitamin A you know, plays a role in preventing breast cancer as well. Vitamin A-rich foods are things like organic egg, egg yolks, raw butter, um, you know, your orange-colored um, vegetables for starters. Um, other herbs, so things or, or another um, hormone that can play a role or can be beneficial for some women is um, melatonin as well. Melatonin, again, is the hormone that makes you sleep, but it also has an antioxidant-type effect as well. Vitamin D we've talked about and green tea as well. You know, as little as three cups of green tea a day can really boost your antioxidant protection and, you know, you want to, not while you're having chemo, but you want to make sure that your antioxidant levels are good around your chemo treatment. Peter, a lot of supplements to have a look at that, that there. And, of course, keep in mind, have the, the chat with your uh, actual medical uh, professionals as well as part of that journey. A uh, great chat today on talking natural support for breast cancer. I'm not sure what you've got next week because the, the section at the bottom that says next week on the radio with Peter is blank. So it's a surprise. It's a surprise. As much as a surprise as it possibly is to me. <laughs> but one more, one more point I'd just like to make again is 
um, for for all of us is don't underestimate the power of you know a healthy diet. Like diet for me, diet influences or affects my clients a lot more than what people sometimes realize until they start to improve their diet. Uh, getting out and exercise, making sure you respect sleep and get to bed at a respectable time, those hours before midnight, um, and then learning to meditate, just in those four things. There's so much research to to show the profound effects they have on your immune system, on your endorphins, on your your positive outlook, on your body's ability to heal and repair itself. So, yeah, all fantastic places to really, really nail. All right, uh, thanks, Peter. We'll catch you next week for health and well-being. Have Thank a good you, week. Mark. I'll see you then. Right here at 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>